Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Hey everyone, how are you doing? I'm back this week. Took a hiatus, took a birthday trip, took some Thanksgiving off, uh, took two weeks off. It has been rare that I've done that for the podcast. We've been going pretty strong for a couple years with the weekly episodes. Uh, so I appreciate you guys bearing with us and coming back this week. Uh, this week's just Dan and I. Dan and I talk about going to Austin and uh, hitting the Austin Open and our experience down there for the event. We also talk about some news, rumors, GW leaks, that type of stuff. And uh, that's all, guys. Uh, for now, here's the episode. The usual crew will be back next week. I've got uh, some guests lined up, some content lined up, and uh, ready to get back on the grind, uh, rolling through the end of the year and back on the weekly schedule. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. Give me some feedback. Hit me up. Let me know. What do you think? Uh, Patreon, Facebook, uh, Discord, if you got the link, all that good stuff. Peace. Recording in progress. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast. Where if Wargaming was easy, it would be your mom. It is a uh, a light crew, but uh, but a crew here tonight. Uh, the the last year's ITC champion. Uh, some people say with an asterisk, Dan Sammons. What up? Also Lord Marshall. I guess I should say that too. And then uh, myself, of course. So. I think you're just going to get a good dose of uh, a Dan and Bam tonight. So, what's up, man? How you been? Oh, pretty good. Just got back from uh, the future here, 2024. Uh, Drakari is still OP. So, (laughs) don't anyone worry about that. You got your six booster. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, Good, man. Well, we took a couple weeks off. Uh, For those who don't know what's been going on with me, uh, I had a birthday. And uh, took my birthday trip down to Austin, and uh, Dan wound up going to Austin as well. And so we both played and uh, did the thing, and we'll talk about that later uh, before we get too much into that. And then Thanksgiving week, um, I just want to take Thanksgiving off, man. Just uh, we big grinded this out every week for a couple years, and uh, it was kind of nice to get a couple weeks off. And now I'm ready to get back at it and do some things and get some content out there. Um, I do have some stuff lined up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Matt Root's going to come on and talk a little bit about uh, his Renegade performance and his season performance. And then also got Scarry lined up from Scarred Cast. So look forward to some of those episodes. And uh, I'm sure will be back and the other guys will be back. Uh, Scott Sasser could not be on tonight because I think he's trying to get some get some bootay. So he said the kids were in bed and he put on a movie with his wife and I was like, fuck your wife. And he's like, that's what I'm trying to do, bro. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Scott accomplished his, uh, his objective. So, uh, you painting on anything, working on anything, man. What have you been up to Dan? Uh, yeah, I've been doing a little hobby, getting some of the squigasaur dudes. Uh, they're primed up and the first cut of base coat on them. So nice. just trying to knock out some random models while we, wait for some sort of updates so i have been uh i've been building the Karcharodons, so i've actually been putting my space space sharks together and uh 
for the first time in a long time, I, uh, I built an apothecary model. So that was, that was, that was new and exciting. And, uh, did you see that? I think I see your pictures, my conversions, didn't I? Yeah, they look real good. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat. I got a hold of a bunch of, uh, Ideneth deep kin bits. And then, uh, I'm taking a little bit of chaos bits here and there and just like carving the chaos symbols off and, you know, using the chainsaws or using the helmets and mm -hmm. it's actually coming up with a pretty good look and, I've 3D printed a couple things like shoulder pads and and shark heads, and uh, I'm liking liking how it's coming along. And at first, I was thinking about getting it up, getting it ready, just so I could throw it out there as any space marine chapter I wanted to. But the more I'm getting into building them, and the more I'm liking how they look, the more I'm gonna take my time. I think doing the hobby and you know making sure I'm putting the tribals on them and and making them just look nice. So, I, but I always yeah, have my. That's... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you first. Oh, I was gonna say that's kind of what my that's kind of what I've been doing with my new orcs is just <laughs> taking my time and doing all the extra steps on them so they they look real good. So yeah, I think I've gotten in a bad habit of hobbying for the tournament, you know, and and like my space wolves always look pretty decent, but I do think if I would just take time and and do some things with them, they'd look a lot better not under a tournament crunch. And so I'm trying to break some of those bad habits with, with some of my stuff. And I think actually, you know, building and painting some of the Marvel crisis protocol, you know, helped me get out of that rut a little bit and, and get to where I'm actually, you know, looking forward to painting some things, looking forward to getting some units done. And I might go through my, my backlog of space wolves and get some stuff that I, you know, I bought and built, but never painted, you know, at least painted just so it's in the collection. If it ever comes back into favor again, but yeah kind of what i'm doing with my just i've got <clears throat> i dug out my sisters and played them last weekend and i got you know 20 20 some sister models and i uh, maybe 30 sister models and uh, an exorcist to paint and i probably have you know everything paid for them so just going through the backlog right now yeah sisters uh sisters are in a decent spot so i think they i think they look pretty good right now um, I guess as far as releases and, and what's been going on, uh, you know, GW's put out a lot of the Black Templar stuff. So it's out in the wild now, as opposed to the people just had the box sets. And I hope to see them make some kind of impact on the meta or make uh, make people think about what they are, because I've, I've just always thematically liked that army. You know, it's never really been my army, but I've always dug seeing, you know, good looking Black Templars armies on the table and. And the, the play style and the lore of it is pretty cool. So I, I hope they're viable enough that we'll see them in tournaments. Uh, a lot of I our, think they are. Yeah, a lot of our buddies think they are. So I think that's going to be the case. And then um, I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, you know, the the Cobra Kai Custodes gimmicks. So they're all, the, the Custodes yeah. are doing their karate and they got their katas and uh, what did you think of that, Dan? What's your hot take? Uh, it honestly just feels a little overly complicated. Yeah. So, kind of even the even the new what they previewed today for the GSC, like uh, I don't know. It just I don't know. the 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 game's already I don't know already complex enough. I don't know if you need to go and start doing some of that weird shit to to yeah. I don't know. It's a little weird. But I was reading we'll some of the Gene Circle stuff, 
And uh, the Gene Kids Steer Cult stuff felt like you're playing 40K, but with like with extra steps. You know, the same, the same thing with the custodies. Uh, but you oh, never know. It might, the books get might get. I'm waiting on you, Dan. Sorry. Oh, so the GSC one, it instantly made me think of Tau and marker lights and how you've got certain things. You know, you've got to have marker lights on to to do like just to do the shit that you want to do baseline. You need marker lights. That's what it made me think of. But the way that mechanic works, like uh, I I run I I've always run kind of MSU style armies, and so it's you know people don't you know they're not deep striking behind my army if I don't want them to you know at least not the first couple turns of the game. So like that mechanic all of a sudden becomes very very difficult to to actually utilize i think against a good player so i guess we'll see when we we see all the rules but that's, that those type of mechanics i really don't like but i guess we'll find out yeah i i want to see the whole book you know i, I think sometimes too we we have a tendency on the internet to overreact so i'm i'm looking forward to uh just seeing the books and seeing what they have uh, I, I do dig that gw gives previews and wants stuff to be out there but i I'm wondering if the delivery on this one's just been a little bit, a little bit off, and the books are actually okay. So, I I know a lot of people don't like GSD, but I kind of like GSC. You know, I liked I like the the throwback nostalgia side of the GSC stuff and the way they the way they fit in the fiction. I think they belong in the 40k universe. I think they belong a lot more than fucking Tao does. But <laughs> uh, where, where Tal was kind of shoehorned in, I think GSC's a, a been a big part of the 40k lore for forever. So, um, but I have a Custodes army, so I'm hoping their their book is pretty good, and I can just you know play and have fun. And the thing about that book that I think is going to be fine is most of the stuff that was good out of Custodes seemed to be out of Imperial Armor. And I don't think they're gonna go fucking around with Imperial Armor as that book gets released. That could be a bad thing, though. You think so? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking about like, like the orc stuff, and you know, the new book comes out, and some of the orc Forge World stuff kind of, I don't want to say got invalidated, but became a lot less appealing than some stuff like the book. Right. So, but we'll see. We, you know, who knows? I hope I hope the book is is solid because I know Cookie's kind of not burnt out, but just kind of sitting around waiting for the new, you know, hard to get excited about your old rules when new ones are on the horizon. So, Hey, that dude's got tyranids, man. Why is he not digging in? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> he also, I mean, with with how OP tyranids are, he doesn't like playing the obvious special snowflake or not, or uh, like mainstream faction. So that's probably why he's not touching them right now. So that makes sense. He's got he's to play some, some off-brand. So yeah, uh, well, that's cool. The only other news out there we saw was uh the the Dallas Open is this weekend for a Games Workshop. It's an invitational, uh, so if you're in the Cool Kids Club and you got the invite, um, you know there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, what'd you think about them having a signed list or like getting lists that they are supposed to play? So it sounds like there's it's some kind of I don't know what you call it. It's not even a real final. It's like a like an exhibition slash preview weekend where they invited some of the people who did well from the opens and okay. Like there's there's only like two games. Is it? I think it's like two games of of the uh, pre-assigned lists, which I think they're previewing 
you know, are going to play these. They, they want us. So Goonhammer put up an article and then took it down very quickly because they probably put it up too early. Uh, but for those that saw it or saw screenshots of it, um, they were basically saying they had to send in a send in a list of all the models they own slash have access to. And then the GW guys made them lists, quote unquote, out of those models. And with, with what was linked in the article, they were uh, pretty trash lists. So GW made some bad lists for people to preview their uh, preview that I, what I assume is the next round of chapter approved scenarios. And then the other two games they play are it's like a four man tournament uh, for I don't know like best overall or I don't know. But then they brought their list and at least from the be- from the best general side of it three of the four guys brought Jakari. So tells you a lot about the, I think it was, <laughs> maybe it was three Jakari and then Harpster, I think brought his blood angels. Maybe I can't remember what he brought actually. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But, yeah. It, it, it's, it'll be interesting. It's like, like you said, it's just, it's a weird, weird thing. So, but it was nice seeing a little preview because they kind of uh, let me pull it back up. What they said in the article. Um, da, 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 da. So they said primary objective scoring is now four points, eight points, or twelve points for holding one, two more, or two, three more. So they're dropping down your primary point scoring a little bit, uh, and then it says. Mission secondary objectives. Uh, mission secondary objectives are, are gone. Missions have a new additional primary objective, aka a tertiary objective is what it used to be called, uh, that reward players for accomplishing certain actions, such as destroying three enemy units in a battle round or holding the priority target objective their opponent picks. That kind of sounds a little bit of, like uh, of AOS, I don't know, maybe, but it's it's a little weird. It kind of sounds like each mission has like their mission secondary is now going to come out of your uh, what, four, eight, twelve. So probably like a fifteen points or something. Of every area is going to be strictly only for doing the mission, set mission tertiary thing, which I think is a good change, assuming they fix some of the missions. Uh, and then they also say there's major changes to how secondary objectives work. So that's all we that's all we got out of that. But potentially could be good. We'll wait and see. I'm uh I'm looking forward to the mission changes. You know, and I, I know we're probably not gonna get a chapter approved like immediately, but I'm hoping that they maybe play around with when they release it or release it early in the year and yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of cool to see because I, I think people are ready for it. You know, we've been in this edition a couple of years now, and it's you know basically the last one. We kind of had a couple paragraphs changed, and you know to to have like a completely revamp, I think it'll be pretty dope. So I'm, I'm excited to see the previews and see where it goes, yeah. and and hopefully we get get something else to explore and break down. I'm I'm excited for it, but. You know, I am beyond, you know, if they need to fix the goddamn, like, I'm so sick of Jakari. They need to, you know, 
There, there is no reason in the world they should be waiting another three months for whenever that next balanced data slate is to get them fixed. Especially when you got three people, you know, three of the four guys, you know, for the top top general award bringing freaking Drukari to the finals. Like, just just fix them again and be done with it. Like, I don't know. That's I know that that right there is killing the enjoyment for I think I think a lot of people is we're now on month like nine of Drukari being on top. So yeah. But I'm 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 excited for the scenario changes, but doesn't yeah, I don't know. To me though, like I, I think we do differ there. Like the the way Jukari just doesn't feel oppressive like Admech did. You know, I, I don't get the same feeling from that book playing Jukari that I did, you know, playing against Admech. And I've been able to pull off some wins against Jukari with like my Space Wolves or some other shit that you know I, I'm sure it's not piloted by somebody by Matt Root, but you know, it's that book feels more beatable than like the Admech did to me in my in my mind. Uh, I mean, sure, to a, to a point it was, uh, but the, the, but the Drakari, you know, the Drakari book they had to play the mission, but they were suited to play the mission. Where Admech, there was people who I saw play Admech, but wouldn't leave their deployment zone and just lose the game, you know. So I think it's I think it's it's a different kind of oppressive brokenness, but. Uh, the point being is we're still on month eight or nine of Jukari being obviously broken, you know, and, and the balance data slate, all it did is shift it around. Yeah. So it's not actually, it's not actually bringing Jukari down to a level where it's a, it's a, a fun army to play against. Cause like, you know, I go into every matchup assuming like equal skill and Jukari has got huge advantages on almost everybody. Not maybe that huge is not the right word, but significant you know rules advantages on virtually every single other army in the game. So yeah, it, they're I, not I, as oppressive as it could have been. Yeah, and Wichita or not Wichita? Uh, there you're freaking out. Your mic was freaking out. Yeah, hang on. I was trying to get my my system back in line here. Um. I think my computer decided to update while we're mid mid podcast. So, all right, is that any better? Yep. Okay. Um, no, I do think that while the game's in the state of, uh, you know, they just have a lot of cheap units that can play the game well, and that's, you know, I don't want to see it nerfed into oblivion, though. You know, I'd like to still see that army playable. And that's my worry is like, we're going to get to the point where like that army is just not even playable anymore, you know, because of so many nerfs. And I I don't wish that upon any army. You know, I want every army to be, I know it's a pipe dream, but I want every army to be viable. I want everybody to have their, their chance at glory, so to speak, and to be able to maintain it, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I agree normally, but when, when, how many nerfs has Drakari now eaten and still is this level of OP, I got, and I even own, I own, I'm looking at my Jakari stuff right there. Nerf that shit into the fucking ground. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I've got Jakari. I don't have what's being ran right now with the, with the monster mash, but <laughs> I've got the other stuff. Uh, so, but yeah, that's, that's what's, that's just my, you know, and we'll, and we'll, I mean, we'll talk about it when we go over the games, but like, you know, there is, uh, like in the top 16, there was five people playing Jakari. And for those lists, I was like, well, if I play those four guys, I'm probably going to lose because they're all running, you know, the the Talos and Chrono spam. So, and it's makes sense. Pretty oppressive. Yeah. Well, uh, 
we we've kind of beat that up a little bit. We did talk about the the new stuff incoming, and uh, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see the Gene Stiller book, see the Custodes book. I'd like to see Gene Stillers be playable. I think Custodes are playable now, and uh, I think they'll continue to be playable. Um, but uh, I guess let's talk about Austin, man. So, uh, I what was your was that I, I you might have been to like some older GW events. When was the last time you hit a GW event? Uh, oh boy. Uh, maybe 2003, 2004. Yeah. It's probably about 2002 for yeah. me. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, it's been close to two decades and, uh, you know, I just, I've kind of, this is my second GW event this year. Cause I went to, uh, I went to both, you know, New Orleans and Austin, and I do like how they run the events. You know, I, I think it's pretty smooth. Um, I'm not sure about the lack of chess clocks, you know, because we did see, you know, all games came to a conclusion. If you didn't make it at time, they had judges come over and score out the game or talk out the game, you know, but I do think some people will still take advantage of that, you know, so that was kind of the only real Big thing I'd like to that I didn't necessarily like about it. And then also I think while I think the train is a step in the right direction, you know, I, I'm I'm not a fan of how the train works in some ways. Um, I was bored of the of the train by the last game. And that's probably playing 10, 12 games, I don't know, 10, 11 games of on that train in a row. And by the last one, I or by the especially by the third day or whatever, I was bored as fuck of that train. Yeah. And I, you know, like I, one of the things I like, well, like you said about being bored of the train, you know, it was either you had ruins or dents for the most part. And the dents was in places that I felt like it wasn't really a factor in a lot of games. Uh, give me your, give me your hot take on that. Um, I made use of the dents only because of the grandmasters. Uh, but for the most part, I might be the only person in all the games that I've played that actually you made use of the dense terrain. That's just because how the Grandmasters operate. But uh, I'm trying to think, yeah, really. Otherwise, most people weren't using the dense terrain at all because it was so so skewy and so on the edge. Is they they were on the very edges on the, the very edge of the boards. You know, that's yeah. kind of the you know I did. I did park my grandmasters near him a couple times, but yeah, it's, I would rather see him in big, like, you know, there was a lot of what I felt like in some missions, there was good shooting galleries, like right through the middle of the board where I felt like that negative one would have been better coming into play. That would have been suited in the outlying areas. And, you know, but I think as far as like making a system that's manageable and easy to, you know, transport, move and change with that many tables, you know, they, they did something right, but, like you said, a little variety can go a long way too sometimes. And I don't like playing the same set of train, you know, especially that many games because we were there for eight games and we basically played on two setups, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, the only real big difference was the, the orc stuff. There was really not room to hide for bigger things. Which was a huge difference. Yeah. So for certain. What do you, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so anybody saw they had kind of the old ruins that were, uh, I don't know exactly how tall they were, uh, but you could hide 
uh, and you know, a good example, you could hide a, an armager or a Talos or a, a gray Knight grandmaster on the obscuring tra- on the train feature behind the wall. So you could actually be forward a little bit and be out of line of sight. The new orc Octarius train for the orc um, is only like three and a half inches tall. It's not very tall, but the, they have like 20, 25 tables of that train. Um, so if you got on one of those boards, you know, depending on what you were, who you're against, you know, it, it could come to play. Uh, you could not step on the train without being basically shot by everything. So I know James Kelling played uh, on that terrain against Jack Harpster, and he said it was huge because he basically couldn't advance up the board then because no matter where he, unless he was sitting on the back line, he just was getting shot by uh, Dread Knights. So it was, it was a weird, like you just, some of the boards were, in that sense, were depending on your army, uh, skewed things a lot. Like you could go on some of the boards if you were, say, you're running like a knight army and running with like six Moraxes. You know, you could hide all six or nine Moraxes, maybe six or eight Moraxes on most of those boards. But on the orc tra- on the orc train, you're only hiding maybe five if you're lucky. So it's depending on what your army was, it made a big difference. Yeah. I like I said I would have you know it's probably hard to put variety you know on that scale but you know it's it's well done for what it is like it was well, it was that, adequate I've been to tournaments with worse terrain that terrain to me was designed uh, they took a lot of thought into that terrain in terms of how many boxes or how many tables of terrain can we fit in a box you know. Because you could break that train down probably more efficiently than any other train set I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Because of how they did it. Um, the, nothing was glued to the bases. So you pick up the bases and you can, a lot of those things, a lot of those, the way they had the train most to it could probably slot together pretty well. I mean, shit, they probably had 10 boxes to hold 200, you know, 100 and some tables of 40K stuff. Yeah. So it's, it was, it was, that was, seemed like the driving factor rather than the, I don't know, form function, but. Yeah. So train, you know, like I said, that's, it was the same train in New Orleans. Uh, you know, I would like to see if they mix it up or change it for other events. Uh, it won't definitely won't keep me from going back. Like I, I had a good time. Also so. the same scenarios as all the events ran the exact same scenarios, in the exact same order. They did. Yep. And they did not do the scouring. So all you clowns out there running the scouring because you think you're cool. Uh, even Games Workshop isn't running the scouring at their their eight round events. So pick another jet, pick another mission. Stupid. Quit doing Should have stop. <laughs> I know you like the scouring. I hate it. So yeah, uh, they didn't run the scouring, and they didn't run the the Dawn of War deployment. Uh, a hold two one, whatever that one's called. The only uh, domination they ran was vital. So. Yeah. So we had a was it four rounds of random pairing? Was that yeah four rounds of rando? Four, yep, four rounds. Day one it was three games. It's three games, per, three games, three games, two games. And after yeah. the first game on day two is when they did the brackets. Yeah. So we uh, day one. I think I walked out of day one two and one. Um, I had two pretty good games, and then I ran into John Lennon, and John Lennon had Hive Guard and a pretty nasty Tyranid list, 
and he basically put it in my butt. So um, <laughs> hats off to John. Like I got nothing to take away from that other than just uh, it was Donna War. So uh, and if you don't know what Hive Guard can do in uh, in Donna War deployment, they can basically control three quarters of the board uh, without even having to look at it. And you're just picking up your shit because they're rerolling everything, and it's it's disgusting. So, um, yeah, John. And with just, that terrain, you're never going to see him, right? And so John whipped my ass. Uh, so I wound up two and one after day one. I can't remember I played. I played Blood Angels round one. Um, I had Harlequins round two, and I had Tyranids round three, which was John and. Uh, I felt like Icarus because my wings melted and I came tumbling back to the earth for day two. So <laughs> what'd you have for day one? Uh, so I ended up taking gray knights with the auxiliary inquisitor. So I was Imperium. Um, and then I, uh, game one, I played against a sister's player. It was actually on stream, but uh, I went back and looked and they were having some camera issues, but they also didn't watch our game very much. And it really wasn't much of a game. He was running like, 12 mortifiers and then and some i think maybe depends it's a lot of mortifiers and the battle suits um i just stood back and shot him to death um as he slowly made his way across the board well, that sounds uh, so exciting that was like uh yeah it was a good stream game um <laughs> and then i mean i just stayed at, i stayed at max range and i did tight of shadows so i was saving on a two up against heavy bolters so it was oh, awesome cool. Yeah, awesome. and then uh, game two, I played against a Tyranid player. Spent about five minutes looking at his list, trying to find the Hive Guard, and he didn't have Hive Guard. Huh. So how'd that work out yeah. for him? Uh, not good. So the he didn't really have he had it was just, he did Hive Guard. If he had Hive Guard, it could have it would have been a game, I think. Uh, but he didn't have the Hive Guard. So I think at the end of my I think he went first. And I want to say at the end of turn two, I was on all six objectives. So it was pretty brutal. Uh, I, I came in from deep strike and made a, I ended up shooting one of his squads, killed a couple to make the charge longer and yellowed a, 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 a 11 inch charge and got it. So that felt funny. Yeah. Uh, and then game three, I played against a death guard player with 80 pox walkers. And then like, it's like 80 pox sparkers, um, almost 20 terminators, some characters, some PBCs. And this is what I hated about the train. He literally had his entire army hidden. Uh, I had to go. The only reason I could do anything in turn one was by going to, you know, teleporting with, with the uh, gate of infinity in the strat to get to the extreme flanks. And then I could get a couple shots on a couple pox walkers and uh, uh, PBCs. But I mean, from where I deployed, I would have shot nothing. So it was, and it was, uh, this is the one scenario that all six objectives were in the open. So he really, if his army was too slow and if he comes out, goes to the objective, I'll just shoot him off of it. And if he tries to come across the board, then I just can dogpile him. So it's kind of a, uh, um, a skewy matchup. So I ended up uh, 3 0 on the first day. You did. So you made the top pod. And uh, yeah, or well, so I guess day two was when our, yeah. our next games were. I had um, orcs game four, and uh, in playing orcs, I I got the win off against Bill. Um, Bill was uh, out of the frozen north, he was a good dude, we had a lot of fun. 
but he was running the, the the kill rigs and the planes, you know, the and the, the kill rigs were pretty nasty. But uh, my, my 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 librarian was able to kill kill rigs with mine bullets, so that was kind of a good trade, and I had a good game. So I wound up three and one. And uh, what was your fourth game? Uh, my fourth game was a mirror match, so Grey Knights versus Grey Knights. Um, my this one was kind of a weird. We basically knew it was coming down to who went second, um, but my opponent also. I took the psychic secondary. I just said fuck it, and he took grind. So, um, and he ended up winning the role. So he was going first and took grind. So he, uh, he tried going all in and, uh, he went, went all in with like two baby carriers and a 10 man interceptor squad and killed something like, I don't know. He killed like six or seven of my dudes. And on my turn one, like, uh, or excuse me on, on his turn one, I killed the, uh, through combat and heroic interventions. I killed his entire, interceptor squad and then on my turn clap back and killed two of his dread knights so it was kind of who went who went second and i did and it worked out so i ended up 4-0 in the top pod nice that's my list i'm trying to figure out who my round i can't remember man there's so many games i can't remember them right now uh so round so around five i wound up going to the uh the next the second pod so you were in the first pod i was in the second pod and uh, my game played against a guy named Matt. And uh, Matt was Team Zero Comp. Pretty cool dude. Uh, so I had orcs back-to-back. And we had a fun game, dude. We were just – that was probably my most fun game from the weekend. Like, we just were joking back and forth. And I like having games like that where you can talk a little shit, you can laugh at the dice. And, like, both of us were just having a good time. But – uh. Yeah, I played. Is it, I well, you've had was that one of your four games that was within two points? No, so <laughs> I won that one ninety four to seventy. Uh, so that locked me into. I was at the. I was just outside of getting the top pod, so I got in the second pod. Mm-hmm. And then uh, round six was. This is when I started my stretch of like playing the the two point games. So it was. Mm-hmm. But I played Brad Townsend, who had Death Guard or Death Watch. Excuse me, not Death Guard. And uh, dude, Death Watch, just they can do some crazy shit. And uh, the guy was from Art of War, so it was my second game against an Art of War player. And I wound up winning that game, eighty-two to eighty, and like it was all the way to the end. You know, it was it was it was tight. It was back and forth, and it was it was a good game. Uh, he was a good opponent. You know, we had to look up quite a bit. And we had some interactions that were kind of weird that I had to I had to sort out, but we wound up getting there and and we had a good time. So, what'd you have round six? Uh, so round five, I had uh, oh shit, yeah. Uh, I had Admech. I think is Justin Moore. I think his name was, uh, and he was running the the big thing he had is he had a five man unit of Castellan robots, melee ones, and he had all. Stuff to stack all the buffs on them to like all he has to do on them is make uh put a ignoring ap1 and 2 and then gray knights pretty much can't kill him but he also had like the uh uh transhuman and like he just they had an insane amount of buffs like i had to the point where he just did uh while we are to the last or whatever and it was like yeah you're, you're not killing those and i was like no no way 
So, um, I, I was like, I, I knew I couldn't even try, but so I, what I did is, uh, I went first that game and I teleported and shunted to one flank basically to kill some infiltrators and just kind of basically make it, I, I, in the very, very corner of the board, I put my guy who teleports away. So the only way he goes over there and kills that guy is with those robots. Uh, and they were Lucius, so they could teleport. So it's like, well, if he goes over there and he tries to kill that guy, he's teleporting, which means he burns up his teleport. And then I just, I could just easily avoid those things for the rest of the game. Uh, so that's what happened. He went over there, teleported, made the charge, uh, killed that Dread Knight. And at that point, you know, his his ability to fight kind of was, uh, to project force on my side of the board was kind of over. So the game kind of was essentially just both of us chilling and not doing much for us. The game uh, <laughs> wasn't really, cause he really couldn't, he couldn't make it across the board uh, without, you know, if he left his side of the board, I could go on, over there and it was kind of a weird game. But after that, you know, that one trade kind of, kind of ended it. So, so I ended up beating him and then the next game. So prior to this, they actually did a little stream interview and I, I said, I don't want to play uh, Manny and I don't want to play, uh, Talos and Kronos. Uh, so then in, in, in game six, I played against Manny with his 18 hive guard. And it was battle lines. <laughs> so, Dude, it was 17 hive guard, Dan. Come on, man. 17 17 hive guard, guard. Me. It felt like it felt like a lot more than that. Uh, but anyway, so it was battle lines. So I knew the only way I have a chance in this game is if I go second. And if I if I go second and I hide on the back of the board edge, so he can't do anything to me, turn, turn one. Uh, and then basically whenever he goes on the objectives for the first couple turns, I have to clear him off. Uh, so what happened? He, I went second. So his first turn didn't do much. Um, he moved on the objectives, my first turn. And this happened about like three or four different times. Uh, I'd go to shoot, uh, try to shoot him off the objective. Like he had five acolytes on an objective I shot him, I think, with a, a, a Dread Knight, and I only killed three of them, which left two of them alive. Uh, or maybe I only killed... There, I think there was two or one left. Anyway, he auto-passed morale, so rather than have him having to send up another unit to sit on the objective, uh, he was able to have the two-man that survived the previous turn to then go sit on the objective again. And so he didn't. he basically didn't have to commit his uh big units until it was you know it took too long for me to get through because there was a one time I, I shot the acolytes and left one or two alive i shot his warriors and left one guy alive on one wound uh i shot a gene Seeker unit later in the game and left two models alive so it just it, it kept happening like that i kept leaving stuff barely alive but it, but he would be fearless or whatever and would just run on the objective again um and then all this, while that's all going on, uh, his hive guard hiding in the ruins, so I have no way to see him, can reach past my objective on my side of the board. So I tried standing on it. I, I stood on it the first turn, so I scored on turn two, I scored five points. And then every time, then the next turn I put two different units and a Grandmaster on it, and he just, he just shut it all off. Everything died. So I I didn't score primary again until the last turn of the game because he just anything that moved up to the objective just instantly died to Hiveguard. So, so that's, I ended up uh, losing that one. That's what Hiveguard do, man. They're gonna have to. I think that's gonna have to be addressed at some point in time. 
it just hasn't yeah. caught fire any mini metas yet. So, oh, it's 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 catching. I'm so. sure. So, what game are we on? Game seven. Uh, game seven. So, something yeah. I had a guy named Bryce, game seven, who played Harlequins. And uh, that dude was a solid, solid, good player. And that was the game where, like, my dice kind of weren't supporting what I was trying to do. So it was like a matter of, like, can I win this game and outplay the bullshit that I'm rolling? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's, again, I had another two-point win. So that was my – I had my – First two point win last round, and then I won this game 88 to 86. And it was all the way up until the last turn. And what was funny is like Dan's games are fucking done early. So like I'm playing almost the same army as Dan, you know, give or take a couple units and and maybe some gear options. And like I'm like fucking an hour and a half in my games and like tense and engrossed. And I see Dan come strolling by, like, you know, like his games are done, just fucking smirking. <laughs> And like I'm playing to the buzzer, you know, for like a two point win. So, <laughs> and, uh, my, my longest game was the game against Manny. So. Yeah, but this game against Bryce, dude. Like Bryce was a good dude. Um, he was a good player. Like, uh, it just, I really felt like I should have put it on him a little bit harder than I did, but I just couldn't make the stuff happen that I want to make happen. So, but still to pull out a tough game with an 88 to 86, I think is respectable. And you know, going into the last round to be to be six and one, I was pretty happy with myself. And and then I guess we can get into round eight where Dan kind of pulled some shenanigans. But mm-hmm. so uh round eight, I played a guy named Nick, and Nick had a sister's list. And I'll tell you what, man, this guy, he was a tense player, he was a competitive player, and uh, we butted heads a little bit. But I think he's a good dude. And when we got done adding up the scores, he had a different score than I did. And we had to go back basically through like the history of the middle objective. And we both got pretty salty with each other. But at one point in time, he said something about the rhino being on the center objective. And I'm like, your rhino never even went towards like the center of the board. And he was like, yeah, maybe that was another game I was thinking about. And we went through and talked about it again and figured out that like I wasn't wrong that like I had it scored right. And so he lost by two points and, you know, I, we traded objective markers and, and made up. So it was a bad situation where we're both pretty tense and, and ticked off at each other a little bit. And we wound up making the best of it and shook hands and, and traded and went ways. And I won that one 81 to 79. (laughs) So that was my fourth game over the weekend that I won by two points. So I am over that shit for a while. Like either kick my teeth in or let me kick your teeth in. I'm done with that shit. So, yeah. but uh, I wound up seven and one and I wound up being a, a champion in my pod. And uh, Dan, how'd your game eight go? <laughs> so. Uh, uh so game seven, I put against uh, Ivan show was run nine Talos and nine Kronos. Nice. So I got to play against the other list. I didn't want to play against. Uh, so this one, actually, I had, I think I had a good plan going into it because uh, this list is nine Talos, nine Kronos, and then like a couple characters and one Nidorax. And it was pri- priority. I think it was, it was priority, I want to say. Um, was it priority? Whatever. Uh, but anyway, so he uh, he went first and I left my the sigil uh, Grandmaster in a spot where he could, if he, if he went, you know, went for him, he could shoot at him. Uh, 
Um, that way I potentially could get over to his side of the board and then go and clean up his uh, racks, which at that point, then he'd have to, he'd have to like turn some expensive stuff around to go sit on his home objective. So uh, he went for it. He shot him on his turn one and there was a, we had to, we had to get a bunch of widgets out and measure it, but there was a spot basically I could go and end up nine inches away from a unit of Talos and then nine inches away from his racks. Um, and so as long as he doesn't make a nine inch charge, then I'm going to walk, I'm just going to walk over there and just destroy his object uh, units and on his home objective. So then he, uh, <laughs> he turns around and makes the nine inch charge on me, which he didn't kill me. Uh, he fucked that guy up, uh, left me one wound or, or three wounds, you know, messed him up pretty good. Um, and then, so that, so that's kind of where the game started going bad. But anyway, on my turn, I shunted that guy, he lit, shunted that guy out of there and I went as hard as I could. So I moved two infantry squads out. I moved, uh, all my dread knights, so they could shoot at stuff. I popped the psychic powers to get uh, plus one to wound on the sword barrier units. I, we you know, went as hard as I could after the turn was over three times. Like, he rolled some pretty good saves. He had an, uh, a homunculus. I don't remember how many shots I put into that dude, but it, uh, I think at one point, I don't remember what it was, but he made. I did. I did a uh, twelve. I want to say it was eleven or twelve wounds to him. And after his invul saves and feel no pains, he took one damage. So oh, lordy, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was. Uh, I think. I think I had a decent plan, but I mean, it just it fell apart too hard. And then those Talos uh, minus one damage is incredibly strong versus Gray Knights, where you got a bunch of one and two damage stuff. So then they're T seven. So a lot of your stuff is fairly ineffective against them. But so that one, that one uh, ended up losing that one. And, uh, and that hung around for lunch and, and going into game eight, I saw I got paired up with uh, McDade. So rather than waste my time uh, having to spend three hours checking rules and playing against the scumbag, I just dropped and said goodbye and uh, started home so I could make it a little further. It's you know 12 13 hour drive and by the time you had traffic in it, it eat that dallas rush hour so so no i so i didn't want to waste my time playing yeah i didn't want to waste my time playing that ass so i just uh i bounced out of there i wouldn't told told the uh, told brant said he's like uh he's like oh if you would if you would have told us you know 30 minutes or 30 seconds sooner i was like dude i was waiting to see who i was paired against i saw i got paired up against him and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play that game and then get annoyed and have to have to drive right after that, so no thanks. That's but. fair. That's fair. My game eight was tense too. So, and uh, we after my game eight got done, we packed up and bounced. Mm-hmm. And then I, it, was a, it was a good weekend. It was. I had a good time. I ran into a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a minute. Some people I see all the time, and uh, you know, like Ryan and uh, Zach and uh, Brant. They run a good show, man. Them guys run a good tournament. And it's, you know, I wouldn't go if I didn't enjoy New Orleans. I had a good time at New Orleans and had a good time at Austin. Got to see John fucking cook. Got to hang out with uh, fucking Dino all weekend. And uh, Dino was always a table two away, being loud, obnoxious, belligerent, and uh, just being Dino. So, but. Well, one thing we got to talk about that's a, the biggest, biggest negative of the whole weekend was getting fucking bent over by the goddamn hotel for their food. 
Yeah. So I got to do you know, like a ton, you spend like 10 bucks to get like a decent lunch or breakfast. The the hotel, like they had a, not a restaurant. So like the hotel, you know, store thing they make up for, for events. You go up there and you buy a sandwich and a drink and like a bag of chips. It was 30 fucking dollars. So yeah, it was pretty and any, anywhere downtown you went to go eat was about that expensive too. So yeah, yeah. Austin, Austin is not for uh, cheap or frugal Midwesterners. I don't think by any measure. So oh, if I do that again, I'm taking a damn cooler with me and yeah. uh, fuck paying that much money for do you, you, you wanted a soda, a can of pop was four bucks, something yeah. like that. And then you, they didn't take cash there. You had to use your card. Yeah. So. New Orleans was cheaper. Like New Orleans was cheaper for food and stuff. And like we yeah. walked to we walked to Bourbon Street and ate there, and it was cheaper than you know what the what the fucking shitty rice sandwich bread was at the the hotel. So yeah, that was kind of that was kind of a downer for me too. You know, and then we we walked down to whatever street that was. We had tacos that one night, mm-hmm. and uh, we paid for overpriced street tacos with the with the worst service in the universe. <laughs> and so but yeah. uh dude i'm glad i went i don't regret it i thought it was a good trip um and i bought some stuff in the store i probably shouldn't have been fucking buying but i bought it and uh <laughs> i bought that did you see that space wolf print i got uh-huh. i got a pretty dope like a uh, big ass print of a uh, space wolf right and a thunder wolf and i really like it but it was uh it was good man I, when they do it next year i'm not sure i'll do two uh, depend on the cities. Um, I'd like to see them kind of give the Midwest some love. You know, maybe at least Chicago. Can we at least compromise and get you guys to Chicago or something? Um, I don't think I, they'll do Chicago. Be, I think we're you know, Denver or yeah, I, Minnesota. I, I do Denver. I do Minnesota. I do something like yeah. that. But uh, try and try and get the Midwest somewhere, guys. If if you if you guys actually listen and take suggestions, so. Um, but they, I, I like it. I'll go to another one next year and hopefully, hopefully get another championship. So, but it was a, it was a good weekend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, was that, I'd... sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to step on you. No, what were you saying? No, I just say, I was going to say that, uh, other than, uh, than thinking Drakari needs uh, another nerf, you know, what was, was, was your takeaway from the, the weekend? Just good, good overall. It was good overall. Um, I'm just I would rather play on more normal terrain than the GW train because like I was saying where it was getting boring you know I honestly like deployed very similar you know you just I would especially because uh, Grey Knights have a redeploy I I didn't even look at my opponents deployed I was just like I'm just going to put my stuff out because I already know where it's going to go they did the same thing they knew where it was going to go you know and it just was I don't know, like I said by the just by the third day it was it was very very samey like uh the train was just a little i i get what they're doing but i would rather i would rather see a little more variety and you know at, at least another layout uh if not you know some another layout with that train or but i'd probably prefer to see you know some other type of train you yeah know, uh, something well, and new missions might make that all feel drastically different too. So that's kind of yeah, that's my hope. So, what's your uh, what's your next event? Uh, right now it's probably uh, LVO. LVO. 
I'm gonna yeah. I'm hitting a New Year's knockout. So, well, I got a I got an RTT here locally and a New Year's knockout. I bought my bug eater ticket. So, nice. Tim, yeah, my my year's next year is not looking too heavy. But yeah. I, and on that same note, I'm kind of like you are. I kind of want to, you know, maybe I'll hit up a. A GW one. I don't think there's really. I don't think there's any. Was the closest FLG one in like probably Dallas or whatever. Yeah. So. Oh, I did buy eight. tickets to the. I bought tickets to the the Dallas event, not the FLG one, but the. Oh, the de- that one. I I was looking at that. I was like, man, that's uh, you know that's only a ten hour drive. That's not too bad. But I was like, man, that weekend. I was like, something about that weekend. Just I don't think I can do that. And then, like, later that night, I was talking with my wife, and I was just like, oh, she's like, what? I was like, that weekend's, uh, that's Grace's birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <first> birthday. <laughs> I was like, I was like, never mind. I'm not asking. I'm not going to burn. I'm not going to even try that. So. Yeah, that's nice. Well, no, but Austin was kind of my birthday weekend. That's kind of a lot of the reason I went, just to get out of town and have a, a birthday weekend. So I'm glad you got to partake and share in the festivities. Yeah. So... All right, we Jack can probably. He was real good. Yeah, it was. Well, there's there's one rumor that we need we need to talk about. What's that? Which we've been hearing, we've been hearing it a lot. I honestly, I think I hope it's true because uh, I think it'd be good in the long term. Uh, I've I, you've been hearing it fairly regularly, and I don't know if it's just being repeated a lot or if it, it's actually true about the single sub faction. Oh yeah. So so there's some rumors going around that the next match playbook or whatever has got. A restriction on single sub factions. So what that means is, say you're playing, uh, you know, s- sisters, and you and you want to run Argent Shroud and Bloody Rose. Well, that doesn't work. You if you're if you only get one sub faction from that army in your list, which I think would would be a overall. I think it'd be a good thing because you're not going to have, like I said, you're not going to have sisters players running Bloody Rose and Argent Shroud. You have to pick one. You're not going to have it. Instantly nerfs uh, Grey Knights. They lose Grand Master, which is one of the problems with them. They need to lose one of those Red Knights or two. Uh, it kind of fixes the Talos Chronos spam because you you don't get Dark Technomancer Chronos and minus one damage Talos. It pretty much kicks almost everything in the nuts except for Marines to some degree. So, which I think would be it would be healthy for the game, and you might actually see um, some different stuff like i actually tested out an our martyred our martyred lady list um as like a, a, a lvo possibility if that's true with the single sub faction because they've got some some they actually got some pretty good tricks in their uh campaign book i never knew about till a week ago so nice just something to think about i think it would be i actually think it'd be good for the game and it, it might cause go back and hey you know no one's playing this sub faction we'll give it a little buff and Make it not so shitty. So. Yeah, well, I'm going to be at a wedding this weekend, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to tune in and catch some of the games and the missions and the previews, if that's what they're doing. And, and if they're really like doing a preview, preview type deal, um, I'm looking forward to that because that's we need more of that. Like I, I don't care if it's coming out immediately, but just to know it's coming out sometimes will kind of help you keep faith in the system. So that's that's yeah. what I'm hoping is happening here. Um, yeah. well, I feel like a lot of people are kind of just waiting for now that we know something's coming it seems like everyone's just kind of waiting for whatever it is to come because you don't want to do anything until yeah I had one of our local guys message me hey he's like hey can you help me uh, you know tweak my list and blah blah and I just kind of said well let's wait to see what happens this weekend because 
who the hell, you know, we could find out this weekend that we're getting new, new missions in a month. Yeah. So at that point, and, and you're no building a list for old missions. So, yeah. So, well, good. Oh, I'm excited. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to hear it looking up and uh, I'm glad you got to hang out, dude. I had fun. Laura said she was glad you were there. And uh, yeah, it was I was a good time. Yeah. I'm glad she went and uh, everybody that I ran into talked to met um, old friends, new friends. Uh, fuck you, Zach, if you're listening. Uh, but we had a had a pretty good weekend. So next Honestly, week, no, I think overall there's not much, not not a lot of for a for a tournament that size. I don't think there's really any major drama issues. No, it was pretty chill. And uh, that's one thing I've noticed about you know maybe it's just Brant's presence or or how Brant you know manages. But um, and then there was you know there was an overabundance of judges, so there was a lot of judges. You know, I had the one moment where I silenced the hall, but I was trying to do it for another table. So did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I yelled for a judge. So <laughs> these dudes kept judge, hollering for a judge. judge. They were like doing it with their little boy voice. And I was like, man, it's like 10 minutes to listen to these dudes holler for a judge. And so I screamed judge and like the whole hall and like basically the age of Sigmar side, everybody shut down. It was like a record scratch moment. It was like, and I was like, hey, it's for that table over there. And so what about it? But it was uh I got him a judge. So what can I say? But be back next week. Uh hopefully get some of the crew next week. Uh Ben's got some stuff going on that's pretty significant, so he can be here tonight. Uh Scott Sasser, like I said, he's trying to get some love. Uh Dank- Duncan's trying to say tax season's a month early. Uh, I'm not sure what's up with Alex tonight, but uh I think you know, pretty much we had to change plans for the podcast. We were gonna have the uh the Renegade GT guys here. Um, that was going to be Ben. That was going to be Matt Rutt. Um, Matt Rutt pulled off another GT win, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But they could not be here tonight because Matt Rutt got put on call. So hopefully we get them next week. And then, like I said, I got Scary coming on uh, next week sometime. And then we'll have our regular episode, and we'll be back on track. And hopefully the the salt will flow. And uh, this, this was salt light, man. We were actually kind of positive that episode, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. The negative, the negative stuff we've already beat to death. It's, so yeah. it's it's the same stuff. That cock, so. that carcass is rotted. So, um, for those who've been with the show this long and have the patience with us, we appreciate it. We're glad you guys tune in. And uh, I'm probably gonna drop this one up, so it should be early and waiting for you Friday morning on the third because I'm checking. I'm catching a plane to uh, to Houston to go to my cousin's wedding. So, uh, Dan, you got anything on the way out? Uh. We should start the hobby thing. So when people show up next week because they bail on this week, there are going to be down points. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll bring them back. Uh, we're, we're not going. We're not going to tell them though. If they listen, so. they'll catch it. How's that? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, so if they listen. We're bringing back uh, hobby time, and we're bringing back uh, dojo time, and uh, we'll start keeping shame points again, and uh, we'll pick a we'll pick a reward or a a, a D ward. But all right, man. Well, Dan, thanks for coming on tonight. And uh, I'll see you soon. Wait for how to stop recording. There we go. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>